Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're late, late to the party. So. Hey, Brie. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? It's pretty good. You know, it's been. I feel like it's been a long week. I don't know. It, but it also went by super fast. These weeks have been flying by. I can't believe. And I know it's like so cliche to say, but I'm like, we're almost halfway through July. How is this even possible? I feel like June just started. I'm like, hey, slow down, summer. Like, I want to enjoy you you know like slow down also i feel super rusty because we it doesn't seem like it like if you go through the pod but like we took a week off last week to enjoy fourth of july we purdied we purdied so yeah we usually record the podcast on mondays and last week we (laughs) sorry Sorry. better out than in i always say but yeah we moment yeah and like shrek he was independent, and we were enjoying our independence on Independence Day. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's really Shrek's day. Every day is Shrek's day. <laughs> I was just um watching a video yesterday on why Shrek has aged so well. Mm. I think it's a lot has to do with the soundtrack. That's what they were saying. It's because it starts with All Star. Mm-hmm. You know, and that song played at work today, I Thought of You. Me? Yeah. Just because I also thought of Shrek. I don't know. It just the whole movie flashed before my eyes. And there's another song I heard today that I didn't realize was in Shrek. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, that's how I know. Like, this was in Shrek, too. What is it? Holding out for a hero? No, it wasn't an obvious one. Oh. And now I forgot it because it's been a long it? day. Another I got her Smash Mouth Diddy? No. Living La Vida Loca. No, it's not obvious. It's, huh. I gotta, I gotta check back, though. I wasn't prepared for this conversation. No, I, I think. You <laughs> think we should find out? Okay, so I'm going to go... It's not accidentally in love. No? You're going to go through all of them? I mean, <laughs> from the memory, you know? Okay, was it... Um, Hallelujah? No, it wasn't slow. It was like... I don't know. I'm a believer. A song called Like Wow by Leslie Carter. No, it was Bad like, Reputation by no, Joan Jett. No, you're looking at Shrek 2. I'm thinking it was from the first no, one. No, I'm looking at Shrek 1. Are you? Yeah. I don't know why I got so defensive for a second. I was like, no, nah. Are you sure? Wait. Oh, yeah. You're right. That is. Sorry. There's another Joan Jett song, though. And isn't there? In the second one, I think. Okay. I'm going to look at the Shrek 2 soundtrack. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Changes have, by David Bowie. Have a whole fight over Monkey <laughs> Town. <laughs> I think no. I think it was like, what is "I'm on my way"? How does that song go? Does anyone know? This is an ad for YouTube, so no, no. This is not an ad. This just sounds like an ad. No. What is the best years of our lives? Or what's "You Belong to Me" by Pee Wee King? Who the, who is that? Is it this one? No. Maybe it's accidentally in love. 
I don't know. I think I can't remember. Wait. Yes. That's the song. That's the one. Wait, what is that song? Accidentally in love. Accidentally in love. Okay, then that's then yes. That made me think of Shrek today. Sorry. <laughs> so you were listening to Accidentally in Love. <laughs> yeah, it was on like a two thousand like some playlist at work and yeah. I was like, oh my god, Shrek. Well, I, I know you sent me Come Clean by Hilary Duff, which is like the bop to end all bops. Yes, it was Come Clean and then All Star started playing and then like ten minutes later. Accidentally in love. I love it. Wait, wait. Okay. Come clean or so yesterday? Which one's the bigger bop? <sighs> I think come clean. Whoa. Well, so yesterday's a bop, but it's like. The light is off and it isn't on, though, Brie. I know. Not today. Not today. Not today. But I'm shedding, I'm shedding every color. Trying to fit a square into a circle. It's no life. It's no life. And when she goes off and she's like, ah, let the rain go down. You know what I mean? Like, she really, like, I feel like that's so yesterday. It's pretty mellow and it stays about the same, but it's a little sassy. Like, but it's yeah. not as, like, you can't, like, I feel like this is know. a personality quiz. Like, this is, like, a which character of Sex and the City are you? Because, like, I'm a so yesterday type of girl. Like, my aura is so yesterday. And you're, wow. like, come clean. That's so interesting because I thought you would have been come clean. But no, I love So Yesterday. Come Clean was good, but it like So Yesterday. I think it's because of the Matrix. What about the shower, though? What about singing it in the shower when you come clean? Well, because you have to. When you're in the shower, you have to come clean. <laughs> I don't the make rules. the rules. <laughs> okay. Uh. Gotcha. But speaking of coming clean. Yeah. No, I don't have a segue. I wish I did. <laughs> I know. I'm like, this has nothing to oh do with God. it. It's just... Yeah. Kind of. Well, no. Speaking of music music and like <laughs> bops from like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So I I think you posed this question to me a couple days ago and I had no answer. You were like, what's your Vecna song? Yeah. And I want to know yours first, though. What's your Vecna song? Edge of 17. Stevie Nicks. I like that. That's so cool. Mine's not as cool. <laughs> Mine's totally torn by Natalie and Bruglia. That's a good song, Nikki. That is a really good song. It's a bop. But I saw it. I like. I heard it in public. It's either that one or Crazy in Love. <gasps> because I also it was someone's ringtone I heard the other day, and I couldn't contain myself. I was like, uh oh, uh oh. I was like almost twerking. I was like, I had to stop myself. That song was on like at work a couple times, like last week and i could not contain myself either and the jay-z part too i just can't that song is so good you're right okay i know what i'm gonna do after this i'm going to make two different videos playing those songs for you i'm gonna dedicate it to you Nick. thank you i will say too okay i know you can't have all the vecna songs yeah but like torn crazy in love but also heartbreaker by mariah carey like when she goes into like when it's like her singing it, and then it's like the Jay Z verse. Yes, like she wanna. Mm-mm. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I, I know if I listen to that song, no, I can't be. You know how like you can listen to songs and be productive. Yeah, I cannot be productive when Jay Z's verse and Heartbreaker comes on. Oh no, Definitely. I like want to like <laughs> partake. But no, um, did you see that? I think it was like one of Olivia Rodrigo's final. Like tour dates yeah um, she uh brought up natalie and bruglia and they sang torn together i did see that, that did you see the clip uh, yes it was it was beautiful what a beautiful moment 
I loved how they each had their turn to like sing and like how hype the crowd the crowd like knew every word yes. and it's nice to see like people still loving that song and like I don't know like the younger generation too like just like that song just slaps and I feel like that's Hey Caleb just so you know we're recording Yeah But hey Caleb Yeah What's your Vecna song? A what? Have you seen the new season of Stranger Things? No, I haven't seen it. Or, I haven't seen Stranger Things at all, actually. Oh, so, like, anyways, they get terrorized by this, you know, like, big monster creature, but, like, they play a song and they, like, come out of a trance. Yeah. What song would bring you out of a trance? What song would bring me out of a trance? Like, you're, like, jammed. You're, like, fighting for your life. Like, you're gonna die, and then this song brings you, like, out of this trance. Um, have you heard the song Electric Love? By a, a Borns? Yeah, Reborns or whatever. Yeah. Probably that song. Oh. Okay. I like it. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thank you, Caleb. Right, we'll Thanks, Caleb. Bye. Oh. That was, that was a surprise. Your electric love. Wow. All right. I'm going to, I'll make a video for Caleb, too. Cool. <laughs> we'll see how much, of, if, if, if at all, if any of that makes it in. <laughs> oh. But, no, I love... I kind of have loved um, Olivia Rodrigo's, like, remember, like, the 1989 tour with Taylor Swift? Yes. You know how she, like, it was almost, like, meme-worthy how she'd bring, like, Mary J. Blige or Jennifer Lopez or Lena Dunham out on stage? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know? Yeah. Like, the crowd would go wild. I don't know. It was kind of, like, a memeable thing, like, during her squad yeah. era days. I love the way Natalie, or not Natalie, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Olivia Rodrigo brought out actual people that, like, she's so clearly, like, what I love about, like, people our age and a little younger, and, like, especially Gen Z, mm-hmm. is, like, it's obviously, like, Olivia Rodrigo is so heavily influenced by, you know, like, these women. Yeah. So I love how she brought people that were... Like, are clear influences. Like, she did bring Avril. She Avril. brought Alanis Morissette out. And it, like, totally makes sense. Like, because these seem like her musical, you know. Yeah, like her influences. muses, her influences. That is, I love that, too. It's, I don't know. That's also, pretty sweet. Yeah. Also, it's the closest we'll ever get to probably, like, a Lilith Fair type of vibe. You're right. Oh, dude, she should have brought, like, Sarah McLaughlin out. <gasps> maybe, maybe she will. Maybe. Like building a mystery, those two together. I don't know. I'd love that. Or so like awesome. Lisa Loeb, like stay. Just like you everyone. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised we haven't done an episode on Lilith Fair. Just bring out like Jewel, who will save your soul. Oh my god, they could yodel together. That would be so epic. I can hear it. Like I think that would be perfect for Olivia Rodrigo to yodel with Jewel. <laughs> it's like that video of Jessica Simpson and Jewel. Have you seen that on, like, Oprah or something? No. It's wild. I highly recommend it. And they're like, Jewel is yodeling and Jessica Simpson is. Jessica Simpson yodels? No, but she's, like, in a deep (laughs) singing competition with Jewel. It's a very, like, it's interesting energy. What are the stakes? Like I don't know. It's like, Jewel has come clean (laughs) and um, Jessica Simpson's so yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) But any other like news to report? Not really. I can't really think of any news. Um, 
I finished watching Stranger Things, like the latest season. That was fun. Have we talked about this on the pod yet? I don't think so. I think last time we talked about it on the pod, we were both, like you said, you were on episode five and I was on episode like three, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. See, well, the tables have turned and now I'm late to the party because <laughs> I really just started that like part two of wow. Stranger Things. I know the part two is pretty long, but it went by really? fast for me because I was like in the moment. I don't know. I've been dreaming about the show. I've been really into it lately. Really? Yeah. I think it's all the the running up that hill. <laughs> That's. I think it's just that song. Just. I love that song. Oh. I hope Weathering Heights is next. Stranger Things season five, Weathering Heights. Ooh. That'd like be a good Babushka. One. I think just all the <laughs> Kate Bush. I love it. Kate Bush has a really unique voice. But now I feel like liking Kate Bush, like no one will know. This is like the hipster me. No one's going to know, Brie. See? That, like, I liked her before Stranger See? Things. I knew this would come out. <laughs> Gas is- like gatekeep girl boss, Brie. <laughs> I was wondering where this Nikki was. I was like, Nikki, what? how do you feel about Kate Bush? Remember? Yeah, and, like- I do. <laughs> I can feel two things simultaneously. I can be a so yesterday sun and a come clean moon, okay? And, like, I understand... I under like people should. I'm glad they've discovered Kate Bush. Yeah, but she's mine. <laughs> you loved her first. I loved her first. I know. I don't know. They, they they're gonna take everyone away from me. <laughs> no. I don't know who else. Who next? <laughs> Natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> oh, I swear if they come for Karen O or like Fiona Apple. Oh my gosh. Actually, I hope I f- they do. Yeah, I feel like. Something's Fiona Apple is in the zeitgeist right now, and I don't know what it is. Really? Yeah, it's just a feeling I have. Because I think I've just been seeing, like, clips of her, things popping up just online. I don't know if it's my algorithm. I don't know. But I feel something bubbling. Like, I don't know. Like, she's going to have a resurgence. Maybe not. Maybe she's not even going to do anything, but people will just appreciate her. I can totally see that. Like, becoming, like, a TikTok thing. Mm. I think, yeah, I think. I can see that for sure. It's my sure. prediction for the next year. I really hope, like, there's, like, justice in a way. Like, I hope, like, that, like, the world is bullshit. Like, speech comes back and people aren't, like, she's, like, ridiculous. I, like, is Fiona Apple, was she doing stuff in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Stranger Things. You know how they <gasps> said it's going to be in the 90s? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a really angsty Fiona Apple song. Just like criminal. Yeah. And Max is like, I've been a bad, bad girl. <laughs> exactly. Wow. I don't know. I can't picture this at all, though. Maybe Nancy. Oh. Nancy's going to go through like a Fiona like, Apple phase. She's too, Um, I feel like she has too much like... Uh, I don't want to say she's too positive or goody two-shoes, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. She's she's too, like, straight-laced or something. She needs to loosen up. Maybe Mike will be really into Fiona Apple. Mike? Yeah, maybe Mike. <laughs> Which is, like, not fair. My boyfriend, like, when we started watching Stranger Things season four, and they, Mike, Mike comes on the screen and he's like, it's you! And I'm like, hey. It really is, though. <laughs> he's, like, morphing into me. Yeah. The longer his hair grows. <laughs> Maybe his hair will just be like, get a balayage too. If he gets the balayage, then you know, then you have to come for him. Like, Finn Wolfhard's coming for my my look. 
But oh boy. Also, you're giving me a lot of Max energy right now. I'm loving this outfit. Oh, thanks. She, I think she might be my favorite character this season. I love Sadie Sink. She's so good. And she was really good in the All Do Well music video. I know. That's what I keep thinking about. Like when I first, when I watched the first um, episode of the season four Stranger Things, that's I kept thinking about All Too Well and her acting and just how good. She's so good. I know people talk about Millie Bobby Brown a lot, but like. Don't sleep on Sadie Singh. No. Agreed. Really good. Um, <laughs> that was all over the place. <laughs> Speaking of acting. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know how to segue. Did but... you say accidents? No, acting. Oh, acting. <laughs> like accidents. <laughs> Let me go to this movie. <laughs> it's a little harsh, I but <laughs> I did read the reviews. Yeah. No, this movie's good. Um, We're talking about Summer Catch, by the way. Oh, yeah. We watched Summer Catch with Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, Jessica Biel. Yep. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. That was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Summer Catch is a 2001 romantic comedy directed by Michael T- Tolan and stars FPJ, Jay Beals, <laughs> and Matthew Lillard. Um, and Brittany Murphy. True. And Wilder Valderrama. And, and other people. <laughs> and other people i know i was like i can't think of anyone else it was Fez, the guy Fez, that's Walter Bobble, Bobble. oh that's his name yeah. oh i'm so sorry. sorry i only know him as Fez. Fez. i know that's bad to know actors only by their like character names but he's I, Fez to me i only know about him because i've been going on like speaking of algorithms my youtube algorithm has shown me a lot about like early 2000s teen queens and Wilder Valderrama dated, like, Mandy Moore and, like, Lindsay Lohan and Demi Lovato before they turned 18. Like, they were all Ooh. underage. And Ooh. anyway, so, so there's a lot of lore about him, about Fez. Whoa, uh, ladies' man. Yeah. Underage ladies' man, too. <laughs> wow. But but everyone's underage in this film because it's about young love and baseball. Yeah. Did did you see this movie when it came out? No. I don't even know if I knew about this movie until you mentioned it, to be honest. Like, I don't... It didn't really ring a bell. I was like, Summer Catch? And I, it made me think of... um, What's that other movie? It's like Summer... Or no. Fe- not Field of Dreams. Fever Pitch? Fever Pitch. Yeah. I think I, I remember Fever Pitch a bit, but this is not Fever Pitch. I've been getting so confused, and you can attest. I've been calling this movie Summer Pitch. <laughs> Fever Catch. <laughs> but... But yeah, I remember this movie coming out mm. and wanting to see it, but I was seven oh. and like not really being able to see it. Like I wasn't going to push it. This was summer 2001. Right. I'd already, my aunt had already snuck me in to see Legally Blonde, my first PG-13 movie at the movie theater. Ooh. I couldn't press my luck, you know, for some Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Which, wait, is this PG-13 then? I believe so. Oh, okay. I think there's too many there's like, like butts. <laughs> Even though Freddie Prince Jr. had a butt double. Right. We just found that out. And, you know, I respect it. Same. A little disappointed, though, because I we had already watched the movie and I thought I was seeing his butt. And now I'm a little let down knowing it was not his butt this whole time. I agree. I don't know. Okay. So, like, I remember, like, taking a trip back to 2001. Like, I definitely was like 
this was like my first like on my own accord being like i think someone's attractive Mm. but i was like y'all freddie prince jr is hot yeah like it's a thing so i feel really let down knowing that like that wasn't his butt yeah so let down (laughs) like my childhood crush i'm like no but, but Matthew Lillard's butt was real. That wasn't really his butt. So there should be some consolation. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. But yeah. So the setting uh, for the movies, Cape Cod. It's the Cape Cod Baseball League. Uh, but it's filmed in Southport, North Carolina, which isn't too far from our neck of the woods, right? It's not too far from here. It's like four hours. It's It's near Wilmington. That's cool. It's like on the, you know, there's a, there's a port. There's a port. It's um where they filmed I know what you did last summer, another Freddie Prince Jr. joint. Oh, that's wild. Nice. So, it like it definitely like I don't know how many movies in the 90s or like early 2000s were filmed in Southport, but it just looks like the 90s to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like this like beachy, which I always thought was California, but apparently it's North Carolina. Huh. And I I do remember I went for the first time to Wilmington, like, earlier, like, in October or something. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being like, okay, this is where they filmed Dawson's Creek. I gotta keep, you know, Dawson's about me. Which, that's not Freddie Prince Jr., but there's, isn't there a boy that looks kind of like him? I know what you mean. (laughs) Like, there's something. His hair is spiky or something? Something like that. Was that James Vanderbeek? Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, Katie Holmes wasn't that. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like that too. Like, but I think it was just because, you know, like late 90s, you know, teen people, people. Yeah. A lot of cute boys with dark hair or dark roots and blonde tips. tips. <laughs> this frosted tips. <laughs> Jenko jeans. <laughs> um, but I just remember going around Wilmington being like, oh, okay, I get why everything's – not everything, but I get why a lot of things are filmed here. Because this, like, looks like – like, if you, like, close your eyes and picture, like, an American neighborhood, that's what it is. So I'm oh, like, oh, okay. Like, the hoods are, like – they look, like, just, like, Americana, like, just – Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, those trees are so green. Look huh. at that. It looks like, you know, whatever you want it to be. The burbs. Yeah. But. Huh. So I remember being like, huh. But. But I digress. <laughs> Word. I'll have to take a trip there, you know? See. Just see what it's like. Pretend I'm in a, uh, on set. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy, too, because, like, you know, One Tree Hill was filmed there as mm. well. But, like, I only. I know about the creek. I don't know about the hill. I, I Like, that means nothing to me. Yeah. Like, One Tree Hill means nothing to me. Because really... they do tours and stuff. Oh. Yeah. But not for the other show. Why not? I feel like they need to do, like, I would go on a Dawson's Creek tour. Yeah. Sure. Dawson's Creek was big. I remember always, like, hearing the theme song. You know, the, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. And I remember, like, running to the TV and then, like, watching five minutes of it and being like, nah. No, same. I did, too. I just watched, like, the intro and the music. I was like, yeah, I don't want to wait. And then I was like, ah, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to watch, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's true. Well, okay. Or Charmed. Like, I feel like there was just too much going on. There are too many good shows to choose from. I'm sorry. For sure. But 
Back to Summer Catch, which is kind of like Dawson's Creek. I feel like this is like movie baseball version of Dawson's Creek to some extent. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it came out on August 24th, 2001. Wow. Day after your birthday, Nick. I know. How do you feel? <laughs> that special gift. It was a gift that keeps on giving, even to this day. But yeah, no, 2001 in film. Brie, there was Shrek. Speaking of Shrek. Mm -hmm. There was Spy Kids, Legally Blonde, Harry Potter, Monsters, Inc., your favorite Lord of the Rings. Wow. So many good ones. The highest grossing film of the year was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which, looking on Wikipedia and other sources... They're trying to do, like, revisionist history. <gasps> Everyone refers to this movie now as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which, like, in the United States, it was a Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, let's be real. So. They they did it for a reason, because of marketing. Remember? She changed. I, yeah. I remember reading, like, that J.K. Rowling was like, yeah, it's going to be, or no, maybe she was going to release it as the, or maybe it was her publicist. Someone made the decision, because they're like, in America, they're not going to understand Philosopher's Stone. But you can't take it back now. You can't be like, it's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. No, this no. is a Sorcerer's Stone. This is America. See, this is why I didn't like what they did with Kiki's delivery service. And they rewrote that as well. And I was just like, wait, but that wasn't, you know what I mean? You just, you have a certain version that you watched and you can't, you can't just undo it. At least give people the option. Because I, I don't know. Well, this is like a whole nother can of worms, the Kiki thing. Mm -hmm. But it like makes me so mad too. Because it was, like, the Phil Hartman. Yeah. Like, voicing the cat, right? Yeah, he was so good. And it was, like, the Americanized, like, Disney-fied Miyazaki. Yeah, it was a little more positive. And <laughs> but, like, I, I love that. Us Americans are we're dum-dums. We need things palatable. And we and need wholesome. music. We need music throughout the movie. We can't have empty silence. Yeah, we need humor. <laughs> I don't we're know. We're so needy. <laughs> We don't understand what a philosopher is. We just know sorcerers. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, man. Also that year, we have um, we have sequels galore. Like Dr. Doolittle 2, um, Scary Movie 2, Rush Hour 2, two which is really good. <laughs> yes. Uh, American Pie 2, two. and Jurassic Park 3. Ah. <laughs> huh. Well, favorites from this year. I mean, Nikki, you already know what mine are going to be, probably. Shrek. Yes. Lord of the Rings. No. Planet of the Apes. No. Dr. Doolittle 2. No, but that, I enjoyed it at the time, but uh, but Spy Kids as well. Spy Kids was so good. Right? Brie, I don't think I felt that. I will never feel the same way that I felt when, like, they were in that was like a spy submarine thing yes and they were doing all the gadgets and they were making like mcdonald's burgers in the little in the microwave, microwave. yeah and they were like they had all the yeah it was like their secret um like hideout of sorts like their underground little layer to lay low yeah like when they had to ask machete for help yeah which i just love that his name is machete in this movie and like, I don't know. I think there's a Robert Rodriguez universe. I think there is. And I want to dive deep into it, you know? We should. <laughs> and try to piece together, like, you know, Spy Kids to Machete Kills to, like, um, I don't know, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. 
<laughs> like insert the Charlie Day, it's always sunny meme. Yeah. Just you. That's me. <laughs> anyway. No. So Spy Kids was your fave from the year? I'd say like, yeah, like Shrek and Spy Kids are up there for sure. How about you? I don't know. It's 2001. So I bet, I bet you can guess mine. Amelie? No. Spirited <laughs> Away. <laughs> uh, yes, Spirited Away. Which like, I am so confused because according to the internet, Spirited mm. Away came out in the fall of 2002. Um, just in the United States. But I could have sworn in the winter of 2001, I went to see Spirited Away. You said the winter? Let me look. Yeah, in 2001. This. I've looked on it online, but I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those, like, memories that, like, I just remembered it wrong. But I could have sworn. But no, from 2000, while you're looking that up, The Princess Diaries came out in 2001. Oh, shoot. And Josie and the Pussycats came out. Hey, how can we pick favorites? There's too many good ones. And Legally Blonde. (laughs) Glitter. Here I am, like, Shrek, Spy Kids. No, Spy Kids is great, and Shrek is also great. Don't slander Shrek, (laughs) Brie. Nikki's going to come for... See, you... You know, who is more of a Shreky here? I'm confused. I always thought it was me, but I'm beginning to wonder, Nick. I'm really trying to find out this whole thing with um, Spirited Away, though, because this has it by the month, and I'm like, maybe it came out in theaters. You know, sometimes they have, like, a release, like... I... You know what? I either think that I remembered it wrong because I was a literal child, and I did see it in 2002, or... It was released, like, limited, because I used to go to this theater that would sometimes have, like... It's, like, international International films. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. That's what I was going to say, because that would make sense. But I did see it. It was, like, in English with, like, you know... Yeah. All those voice actors, but... Hmm. Maybe it was that theater. I don't know. I couldn't find anything. If you ever... If anyone ever has the scoop, I'd love to know... (laughs) But yeah, the film Summer Catch, um, it opened at number six at the U.S. box office, um, and it raked in $7 million in its opening weekend, and it did not make back its budget. Oh no, that's sad. So I guess you could consider it a flop. You consider it a flop. You know, watching this movie, and I don't know if this is just nostalgia, but it makes me think of something I'd find at Blockbuster to rent. It doesn't really, I, you know, like going to the theater... I don't know. I think this movie was made for like seven year olds at the time who would go to block, but who would want to see it. I think it was made for us, basically. Like, because, yeah. you know, like, at least for me, tell me if you experienced this. But like, as a kid, I deeply was like, I want to be older. Like, uh-huh. I always wanted to be older. I always liked, you know, like the the teen comedies of the day. I always wanted to see them. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I'd never just ask my parents to see Summer Catch. But I'd wait. I'd be like, well, you know, come Blockbuster. It'd be one of those movies that I'd want to see, couldn't see in the theaters. And then at Blockbuster, I'd be like, this is my time to shine. And then I'd be like, sleep overnight and pick it up, you know? There you go. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. But it just seems like a Blockbuster movie to me. Right? Okay. So I'm not the only one feeling that way. It's like this year... Do you remember when we had a big sleepover and we all, like, rented the animal with Rob Schneider and, like, jumped on my waterbed? Wait, was this real? Yeah. 
Is that what we watched? We watched The Animal. <laughs> and I remember it was one of those movies where, like, I wanted to see it. Yeah, okay, this is, like, Deuce Bigelow time. It's not, you know, what we know of today is Rob Schneider. You know, give me a break. But, like, I remember always wanting to watch The Animal. Wait and I was like, this is time. Wait a second. So, like, did anyone vote on this movie? Or you were like, we're going to watch The Animal. It's my house, my rules. <laughs> Oh, man. I do remember it like that, sort of, but, like, I just don't remember this movie. Didn't people fall asleep? Did people- is this the same sleepover where everyone was falling asleep and we're trying to stay up late? Or is that a different time? Because it, it could have been a different time. It was the same time. We already watched The Animal, though. It was, like, something else. Didn't we watch a on. couple movies? I thought we watched, like, like a dub. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we were trying f- to stay up all night. I feel like everyone fell asleep to, like, Harry Potter or something. Oh. So this must have been 2002, not 2001, my bad. But, you know. Oh, I really like your thought process. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, we're going to watch Animal. <laughs> okay, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Rob Schneider is interesting. He's a comedy god. <laughs> For, to kids, honestly. Actually, even when we rewatched um, The um, Hot Chick. The Hot Chick. I, was, I thought it was still good. So I really want to watch... Um, you want to watch the animal? I want to watch the animal. It's just to see. I don't know. Let me know how that goes. But back to Summer Catch. Reviews. How were the reviews for this film? Um, so the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, um, they're eight eight percent, which I think is a little bit cruel because I've seen like movies that are like <laughs> like um a lot worse and ranked a lot higher. So I'm like, how did it get such a low ranking? Especially with all the butts in there. So it's a little suspicious. Um, Lawrence Van Gelder of the New York Times wrote that it was figuratively and literally a minor league movie. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Sick burn. Um, Mark Sablov of the Austin Chronicle gave the movie one and a half stars out of five, adding baseball, summer... Apple Pie and Freddie Prince Jr.'s bare butt. What could be more American? Right? That's what I'm yes. saying. Why is he making it sound so bad? Um, Tossed in a brief glance at Matthew Lillard's equally naked behind, and you've got a better late than never entry in the cliched teen love story genre that, while generally inoffensive, is nonetheless so cloyingly heartfelt that it's all you can do not to giggle every time someone makes a prophetic love-struck proclamation, of which there are many. I get that. Okay, yes, it yeah. is a little cliche. I get it. But, like, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. I'd give it at least a two. It's definitely a two out of five. Right? Come on, guys. Like, I agree. Like, this movie's so nostalgic, though. Like, I just remember a time when, like, insert teen heartthrob would just be able to, like, for, like, a span of two years, make whatever crap they wanted. And I say crap in a loving way. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Is this like one of those? It's like, yeah. I just wanted to make a movie and they did. It's like they like capitalized off of Freddie Prince Jr.'s like she's all that. Yeah. Fame. And I'm totally here for it. I would watch any movie with him in it. And Jessica Biel's hotness. Yeah. And Jessica Biel's hot. Yeah. And that's American. (laughs) (laughs) That's what America's all about. Hot people. Baseball. Yeah. We watched this around 4th of July, didn't we? Like, we did. sort of like this. Wow. <laughs> How apropos. So American. 
Oh, Lord. But yeah, so <laughs> Summer Catch, story-wise, it's a coming-of-age romantic comedy set against the backdrop of the Cape Cod Baseball League. Local boy Ryan Dunn, played by Freddie Prince Jr., now a pitcher for Boston College, meets Tenley Parrish, Jessica Beale, the daughter of a wealthy couple who summer, who summer on the Cape. Ryan and Tenley fall in love, much to the chagrin of their families. While Ryan clings to one last hope of being discovered and signed to a pro baseball contract. One last hope. I think, okay, you know, the stakes are not high, maybe. Yes, they are, Nikki. <laughs> Did you listen to his like monologue in the first two minutes? Brie, there are so many mo- I think it's because throughout this whole film, Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel have like monologue after monologue. About him achieving his baseball dreams, so much so that I don't believe them. So profound. (laughs) It's poetic. It's like Shakespeare in love. And, like, the more and more, because, like, okay, Freddie Prince Jr. is a poor. I couldn't find that, like. (laughs) You didn't find the synopsis that I saw where it was, like, local poor boy. (laughs) Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. is a local poor boy who does the lawn for Jessica Biel's family. Mm -hmm. But, like. They're making this out to be like, which is kind of fun. It's so camp, mm. but they're making it out to be like Freddie Prince Jr. is like the maid. Yeah, he like just literally mows their lawn. It's funny, <laughs> and they're like Romeo and Julietting all over the place, right? And the dad's like, "You don't belong here." <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's like what? So many people have a lawn service. Is a lucrative business. What I don't get, though, is, like, the whole time the dad is, like, he's so, like, no, you shouldn't date that boy. That boy is a mess. But his father's okay. Like, I mean, he's not. his father's an alcoholic. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. I don't know. You can't trust rich people. (laughs) They're focused on the wrong things. Right? The dad should have been more focused on Freddie Prince Jr.'s butt. Yes, if he had seen him in the thong, maybe he would have changed his mind. <laughs> He'd be like, girl, he has a fine buttocks. You must marry him and have children with with bubble butts. <laughs> oh, so what did we think of Ryan Dunn, played by Freddie Prince Jr.? I mean, he was cute, you know? He was likable. He was funny. He's a little, you root for him because he's kind of like, he's not exactly a bad boy, but he's just like a, He's like a self-sabotager. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he kind of, you can tell that he's trying. And then you find out, like, oh, he's lost his mom, this and that, or whatever. And his dad's now, I don't know. You can tell he's, like, just trying to achieve something, even though he's not perfect. And we can, I think we can all relate, because it's like, sometimes, sometimes life gets you down, and you're still trying. And even though other people don't see it, it's like, you know that you're trying on some yeah. level. And I don't know. No, I agree. And, like, Freddie Prince Jr., I think it's his eyes are so heartfelt. Mm. But, like, ev- like it's hard. Like, I've never seen him play, like, a true villain. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a... You know what I mean? Have you ever seen him play, like, a bad dude? No. I like, would... No. I feel like there's just so much heart in his eyes. You're just like, oh, he has a good soul. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. That's kind of fun to convey, like, on screen. I don't know. Yeah. But I can't say the same for Matthew Lillard. <laughs> yeah, what did you think of Matthew Lillard, who plays 
Billy Brubaker, which is the most minor league baseball name. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a great name. We'll love it. He strikes me as like, you know, we just watched Notting Hill, and he reminds me of Spike in the early days before he gets super like stinky and smelly. <laughs> like, just like, you know, on his way to becoming Spike. Dude, okay, I love Matthew Lillard, though. Like, to me, he's like the 90s king, like between like Scream and like scooby doo which i knew comes out in 2002 <laughs> yeah but i do agree matthew lillard is you know it's crazy though because i've been watching well i started um twin peaks the return oh and he's in it playing just like a bad dude sweet it's like he's just like an adult but i'm like waiting for his like zany antics Yes. No, I love his zaniness. Like, there is something about him that's really likable because he's, like, he's really goofy and he's, his characters are never, like, super serious and, like, but, like, in this, it's funny because in this movie he takes baseball so seriously. It's, like, on such a level that's, like, over the top and I guess, like, camp and just hilarious and. It's, like, it's, like, Matthew Lillardisms. Yeah. Like, he just does something that's just so uniquely him. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like him. He's just like, I think it's interesting. His character is like kind of like, like they have him like saying all these like misogynistic things or just like being dramatic and kind of not, not stupid, but just a little, if you know what I mean? When it's like, he has like, he's not like the brightest bulb in the bunch. Yeah. Like he just misses some obvious things and you're like, hey, like when he sets everything on fire and just he's like, oh, no, <laughs> well, like Matthew Lillard can't be trusted. Yeah, we but, can't like, trust him. I would give Freddie Prince Jr. my house keys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I trust him with my life. I'd be like, I, yeah, same here. I know you're going to maybe mess up, maybe fall into the wrong crowd, but you're going to come around. Yeah. Yeah. What about Tenley Parrish, played by Jessica Biel? She's really sweet. She's like, I don't know. I, I love, like, I love when she, like, mows his lawn. You know? I love her just being kind of, like, supportive and just being, I don't know, rebelling against her her parents and stuff, just trying to figure things out. I love her style. Same. Her lip gloss is always popping. Yeah. I, I'm like, I feel bad. I feel like I, I don't know much about her personality in this movie, actually, because she's mostly there just to, like, pump him up, basically, and look hot. And I mean, I guess it's about making choices. I don't know. She follows her own path. But I mean, I'm trying to, like, <laughs> articulate this in a way that doesn't sound like a diss. Because Jessica Biel is, like, this movie's resident hottie. Mm -hmm. And she does her job very well. But it's also like, have you ever seen um, I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yes. Like, Jessica Biel always plays this character, especially in this, like, era, where it's like she's like a guy's girl. Yes. Okay. You know? Like, kind of almost like a, like a, well, what do you mean, actually? Not like a tomboy, but like tomboy adjacent. Like, she's really hot, but she's like down to earth. And like, she's like down to hang yeah like she's almost one of the guys but she's not yeah she's too hot she's and too she hot. still wears skirts and but she's unique because she's like not like other girls and she's like hot mm -hmm. and she knows baseball or she knows you know whatever yeah 
But she, there's always like a dumb boyfriend in the picture. And she's like, ugh. But I'm with them because I didn't make this choice. And then she makes her own choices and she gets with like, you know, JTT or Freddie Prince Jr., you know? Yeah. Which I don't mind. Same. Like she plays it well. And I don't know. I I don't like. This isn't a tour de force. Like, we're not watching, like, <laughs> a beautiful mind here, so. What? <laughs> um, what about Sean Dunn? Uh, Fred Ward. That's the dad, right? Yeah. Which, um, R.I.P. He died, I think, this year or last year. Oh, R.I.P. I mean, he's good. I liked him. He was convincing. I don't know. He's just dadding it up. <laughs> He's just dadding it up. He's kind of attractive. He, they, he looks like he could be related to Freddie Prince Jr. Like, they look... They, I feel like it's cast well. It's true. He is, like, a hot dad. Yeah. He's got some some issues <laughs> with the old bottle, but, you know. <laughs> so, I guess when... I shouldn't say pour one out for this Fred Ford in this case. <laughs> oh. What Maybe about not. Dee Dee Mulligan? Oh, my God. by the late, great Brittany Murphy. I love her. She's great. She brings some comedic relief and just lightness to the film, I feel, you know. She's just there to have a good time. She is. I just feel like any Britney Murphy film, like, she just, like, skips onto, in my mind, she just, like, twirls onto the set and just makes just everything brighter and lighter and, like, I don't know. Yeah. She's like Tinkerbell. She's movie Tinkerbell. Yes. Has she ever been Tinkerbell before? She should have been. She'd be perfect as Tinkerbell. She totally should have been. Anyway. <laughs> but Love her. What did you think about her her party trick? Okay, that Can you explain <laughs> this party trick, Brie? Okay, so in the beginning, this is in the beginning of the film, too. It, she's, like, doing this thing where she takes a beer bottle and pours it out on Freddie Prince Jr., but not in the typical way. He's, like, laying on the ground, and she's, like, straddled over him. And the bottle's, like, between her legs, like, her knees or her... Ca- I don't know exactly. It's, But she, like, thrusts. It's like she's peeing on him with a beer <laughs> bottle, basically. And she's like, woo! And he's catching it with his mouth. And it's, like, <laughs> so strange. And so, like... And so, like, I don't know. Just... I've never seen this trick done before. I kind of want to try it, oddly. But I never... <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever... I guess maybe one day I'll be at the right Why place the right you? time yeah because it, like it's just something like you can't plan it just has to happen you know right you probably should be outdoors have a plane yeah. like you're on a picnic maybe at when, the beach when am i like you know living out my like baseball fantasies just dating the whole baseball team because <laughs> she also does it later in the film to matthew lillard's character billy oh yeah is that when we get the shot where we, we get the the beer on a, like there's like one shot in the movie where it's like we're the we're viewing i don't know basically it's like she's peeing on us with beer it's weird yes, i think so <laughs> it's like whoa <laughs> it's like an experience it really is but um yeah so what about the soundtrack like it's a pretty interesting soundtrack it's like i don't know it is totally ni- nondescript 2001 music <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I, I looked at the soundtrack. I'm like, what are these songs? And some of them, they just sound vaguely familiar, but I'm not, it's not like I can really sing along to them. There is one Sum 41 song that like, it just sounds like any Sum 41 song, but like, it's so 2001. I'm kind of living for it. it. Makes no difference. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're right, though. A lot of the music is very much that. It's, it sounds just like that. Or it's saxophone. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you get, like, the Sum 41 moment or, like, semi-sonic of, like, closing time fame does a song for the movie. Oh, yeah. I liked that. And the it's a – is it the beginning, too, maybe? I think. You know, it's just, like, 2001 music. Yeah. But then they do something interesting with the score, where it's, like, like the sax man comes out. How would you describe it? How would you describe this, Brie? Basically, there's saxophone for every moment. Anything sad, happy, there is a saxophone moment. It's, like, Jessica Biel will kiss him, and then it's, like, and then, like, he gets in a fight with his dad, and it's, like, and it's like there's like sad saxophone there's sexy saxophone it's like it's so (laughs) weird and random and i've like read a review that like was like oh this movie sucks x y and z and then they were like but the music is really good like the saxophone and i was like what parallel universe are we in like there's so much saxophone. It start. It doesn't start out that way. This movie is a lot of nondescript music from the two, you know, like 2001, yeah. like you said, and then it slowly devolves into saxophone. And it's like it feels like a detective story all of a sudden. It does. It's like detective saxophone, <laughs> and nothing is like the stakes are not high in this movie. Like there's no detective sax necessary. It's like they use it for the transitions from one scene to the next, and that's like a. Like, that's a detective move. Yes. Right? Like, I don't know. It was really oddly placed for it, baseball. It's totally weird. It's like Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard and Wilder Valderrama will be, like, having a scene on the mound. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> it'll go to, like, the Cape Cod summer home of Jessica Biel. And, like, the transition where you see, like, the exterior shot of the house will just be, like, I don't know. It was cracking me up, though. Like, because I was like, huh, all right, there's a little bit of saxophone in this. And then, and when it kept happening, I was like, there's a lot of saxophone. This, this, uh, this is wild. <laughs> How did this happen? I, I want to be a fly on the wall so bad where they made that decision in the editing bay or something where they were like, you know what? It just feels like there's something missing. And someone's like, oh, you know, like the score. Like, you know, do like a Hans Zimmer light. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, some piano. Make them feel something. And they're like, nah. Saxophone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. To be I'm, a fly on that wall. I know it will spice this scene up. Saxophone. <laughs> oh, man. Want to talk about the film? Yeah. Just like get into the nitty gritty. Let's do it. So, Ryan Dunn is a local baseball player who dreams of playing in the major leagues. Um, He helps his dad with his landscaping business and takes care of Veterans Field, where his team, the Chatham A's, play. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I have some notes. Um, first of all, I gotta say, the opening monologue for this, it's like almost two minutes long. I rewatched it before we hopped on the mic, and there it's really like cheesy and cliche, but I love it. And I think it's hilarious because he says things, he's like, this summer feels different. And then he's like, I've watched so many dreams come true and die on the ball field of the Cape. Now it's my turn. Now I'm the guy putting it on the line. Like, it's just like, it's a lot. It was, it's like a montage of him just being on the field, like mowing the lawn. And yes. just, I don't know. I just loved that like opening scene. It seems lovely though. Like he has dreams. Yes. His baseball dreams. But he just mows a lawn, you know, helps his dad out. Yeah. You know, like a young man does in the summertime <laughs> on the Cape. <laughs> and right away, Freddie Prince Jr. is there, like, on the field with, I was led to believe it's his girlfriend, but it's not. It's just, just like the baseball groupie. Yeah. Played by Brittany Murphy. Like, is that what you'd call her? Yeah. I was going to say some bluesy. No, I'm just kidding. She's like a baseball groupie, though. Because, right? I mean, what is, I don't know. She's just she's just thirsty. She definitely is. It's because she's, like, peeing with the bottle. She's not, like, drinking the beer. Like, her party trick. She needs to... The thirst, <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. If this is such, like, problematic language. Because, like... They, Brittany Murphy's character is like the, the town slut. Uh huh. Basically. Basically. And what's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that. She just sleeps with the whole baseball team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, I know what you're saying. Out of the She's way. not the girlfriend, basically. No. But, um, what's his name? Ryan is with um Dee Dee, played by Brittany Murphy. Yeah, I'll use their names. Yeah, and um. You know, she does the pee trick and all that. Like, they have, like, sex on the field. But, like, before that, he's, Brian's like, oh, I gotta, like, get up early tomorrow. Yeah. For, like, the baseball, like, stuff. I'm on this team and can't be late. This is really important to me if I want to be in the major leagues. Yeah. And he totally like, self-sabotages himself and, like, and Dee Dee is a known clothes stealer. So basically, like she steals his boxers, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Where am I thong?" Or like, however she talks. What I, I was gonna say, I just love this scene because he like puts on like because she stole his boxers and he puts on her thong and it's like a bright orange like satin thong and he like runs around and is liberated by this thong. <laughs> but that's not him. It's a butt double. Matthew Lillard said so in an interview. Well. I'd still like to believe it's his. Well, because he's like, I'm alive in this thong. But then he wakes up. Uh, Dee Dee's nowhere to be found. And he has to go just with a woman's thong into the locker room. No? Hold up. No, no, that's true. But like, what happened to... Okay, why did she take his regular clothes, though? Because she had... Like, it's not like she left her clothes for him to wear, either. Like, what, she just has her clothes and his clothes and his underwear? And he's just left with her thong? That's not fair. Maybe it was a little not a, prank. That's not a fair trade. <laughs> it's, it's not the time for a prank. This is a very big day for him. <laughs> well, then he shouldn't have been sleeping on the mound. That's true. He's not like the coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what the coach says when 
when Ryan walks in in the thong. He's like, quit farting and fooling around. He does. He says that. And he's just like, sit down, buddy. Let's not talk about this again. And then they don't. Oh, and then, okay, it's established, too, that Freddy Pr- or, um, Ryan, he is poor. Oh, yeah. Oh, this part where, you know, I thought it was very disrespectful when the coach burns the money. Yeah. In front of him. Cause, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, what happens again? Like. The coach is basically like, I don't know. It's like a speech. Yeah, like, time is money. And if you don't use it wisely, look what happens or something. I don't know. And, like, poor boy, Freddie Prince Jr. gets to watch this, like, coach just right in front of his face just burn the money. But he's the poor boy. (laughs) So, anyways, Ryan, it's like his dedication to the pros. He swears off girls and drinking to avoid distractions. And and then he has to mow lawns. And this is his plan really quick. It's like, he's like, no more girls. No more distractions. And then cut, like, the next scene, it's like, him and his dad, the landscaping business. And Freddie Prince Jr. is totally just, like, on the riding mower thing. Yeah. And, like, Jessica Biel comes out. Of the pool in a bikini, like all of Phoebe Cates almost. Mm-hmm. And uh and just um <laughs> He's running over the flower beds, he's like, Whoa <laughs> Yeah. He's like, Whoops. Hello. <laughs> I think he keeps doing it too. He's like just keep, he's like, Oops, and then he runs over more things. He's just like, Oh yeah, he hits like the bird house and just I don't know. Which I get it. <laughs> Oh, it's just like really fast. Yeah. You mean how he how quickly he was like, oh, yeah, no more girls and all this. And then he's like, whoa. But, you know, he keeps it in check. Yeah. For the most part. But that's when we're introduced to Tenley Parish, played by Jessica Biel. Yep. And that's all we know so far at this point. At this point. Would you break your oath to yourself about no girls and no distractions, Brie? If you were Ryan Dunn, you know, maybe. I mean, just okay. I didn't realize this. I know this is like really late to the party, but I didn't realize Jessica Biel was so hot. Like, but it's not just her face, it's like her voice. It's kind of like a deep voice. I don't know what it is, but there's she has like an effortless beauty, and her face, like you mentioned, is very symmetrical. Yeah. And, you know, maybe. (laughs) Cool. And she kind of, you know, she kind of chases after him throughout this a bit. Like, he always, he, like, leaves the room or, like, the the bar or wherever and she runs after her. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I would say, like, I really do, like, it's not like they're meat cute per se. But whatever this movie's equivalent of a meat cute is at the bar. Mm-hmm. Where we find out, I forget his name, but, like, one of the baseball friends he likes big girls. Oh, yeah, that's another running joke. Yes. Oh, my God. We're introduced Miles. to that. Miles? So, Miles likes big girls. And this is the the point in time when Matthew Lillard, he has a monologue. And he's like, Donald's got a bubble butt. What? Is that Matthew Lillard? No. No. Oh, that's um 
That's is that Miles? I think that's Miles. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyways, he's like, Donald's got a bubble butt and Ryan's got a great ass. And then Matthew Lillard, Lillard says he has, like, a nice pooper or something, which is just, like, <laughs> too far. Far. Yeah. <laughs> too far. <laughs> too far. No, uh, that was, yeah, that was a little much. I, I don't think we should call butts poopers. <laughs> you should definitely never go up to someone and say, hey, you got a nice pooper. Now, if you said you got a bubble butt, that that could work. But... <laughs> I think the rules, yeah, bubble butts, okay. And there's nothing sexual about calling other boys butts bubble butts, okay? It's just a fact. Hey, some dudes have a bubble butt. And they and it has to be said. It really does. It's so noticeable when dudes have bubble butts. Like the gym bro dudes mm-hmm. who just are like caked up on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I appreciated that character, though, Miles, just being like, like so body positive like i feel like this movie has a message and he carries that message throughout for sure i know this is like 2001 (laughs) and it's like played for jokes but there is like an earnestness to like this miles character where you're like yeah he likes big chicks yeah and you know and he's proud of it yeah he is who he is yeah and everyone in this movie has a great tuckus yeah it's just the facts (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah, that's when like, oh, what I was saying was uh, Ryan and uh, Tenley's meet cute. Yeah. It's like at the bar and she does, she like, it's like such like a real life thing where I feel like she realizes he's into her mm-hmm. or she's into him and just kind of, she just make she just comes on to him. Isn't this, hold on, isn't this when they're all sitting down in like a little group yeah. and then Dee Dee comes up and she's like, Hey, where's my thong? You know? She's like, yeah. Just really, like, coming for this this Ryan guy. And she's like, hey, why didn't you ever give me my thong back after our night of passion? And he's like, I can't. And she's like, just give it to me now. He's like, I can't. I'm still wearing it. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, all the thong jokes and everything in this movie is just like, it's not exactly necessary. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, they didn't have to do that, but they did. And then, like, when he leaves, it seems like that intrigued um, Tenley more. She's yeah. Like, she's like, ooh, you're a ba- you play baseball and you wear women's underwear? What else do you do? She's like, ooh. I, that is true. It really was, like, the icing on the cake. She was like, huh. Okay. <laughs> she's like, I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh. But, um, so, the next day. Yeah. The, um, the Chatham A's have their first game of the season where the rival van lemire shines oh sorry van lemire shines pitching a shout out while ryan is told to walk stands for donations that evening ryan and tenley have their first keys the next night ryan is pitching in his first game of the season the game goes well for the a's but until the last inning and that's when ryan gives up a grand slam allowing the other team to win the game ryan returns home to find his dad drunk and upset about the loss Later, Ryan visits Tenley, where he confides about his rocky relationship with his father and concerns about failing as a baseball player. The next night, Ryan and Tenley take an evening swim in her pool as it's raining, falling in love with each other before being chased off by her dad. Which I really enjoy that scene. I love that scene, too. It it was hilarious. I think it's funny, too, because the dad, like, is so far away in this mansion, and he's, like, up on the, like, 
third floor or whatever with the flashlight and he's like who is in my pool it's like his daughter yeah he shines the light on her and he can't even tell who it is and you know he's like squinting he's like who's out there i'm gonna get you but like it's so fun because it's like pouring rain and they're in a pool and they're just like run i don't know it just gives me all like the teenager (laughs) i just yeah that scene makes me feel like a teen yeah feel alive you know I know what you mean. It's like all the things are happening. They're breaking the rules. It's raining. They're kissing. They're so giddy. Gosh darn giddy, those two. Yeah. Yeah, they're super cute. So Ryan's distracted by Tenley and feels a lot of pressure from his scouts and his family and the parish family because he's a poor um, (laughs) and his friends. And he's told that he's getting the start for an upcoming big game. And the next night, Ryan starts out well. But comes apart later on. The loss causes him to be demoted to the bullpen in a relief position. Despite the bad outing, Hugh Alexander, a scout for the Philadelphia Phillies in attendance, shows interest in Ryan's talent. Which, the scout is like a famous actor. But I just can't think of his name. But he's like in so many things. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, the guy with the mustache. Yeah, who is this dude? I will find out. <laughs> Which just Googling that, mind you, I I like totally typed in like Effie going to write like fever pitch. <laughs> Who is this dude? Oh, he's the guy from Scrubs. Oh, I haven't seen Scrubs in so long. I forgot who was in there. Yeah, he's the office based dude and um Yeah. The Scrubs Man. The Scrubs Man. Okay. Well, mystery solved. But yeah, anything of note for this part? Um. Also, can I be honest? Yeah. This movie is not a long movie. Sorry. It's not. (laughs) It is not a long movie at all. Is it one of those 90 minutes? Because I wasn't really keeping track. Yeah, I feel like it is. But it's also one of those movies where it's like... From Jump Street, they kind of say the same thing over and over again. It's a tad redundant. Like, I feel like they're spinning in circles. Freddie Prince Jr. is like, I got a big dream, but I'm a poor boy in love. And they kind of just circle around that three times and then the movie ends. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, the stakes get, like, a little bit higher, like, after, like... I don't know when he gets he goes to that party or whatever, but like I don't know. I'm trying to like compare my notes. Um, there is a part where like he invites her or no, she invites him to her father's party, right? And she like she wakes him up with the lawnmower. Oh yeah, that's I remember that part stood out to me, like because like they had like um, like her dad tries to set her up with a rich boy. Remember? Yes, um, Ascot Man. Yeah, the Ascot Man. And then he was, like, upset, and they had almost, like, a falling out, and then she, like, she surprised him by mowing his lawn. Yeah, like, to make it up to him. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. I really liked that scene. And then she's like, come, you know, to my family function, and, I don't know, come see my dad. And he's like, I don't know. Well, and that's when we get the grand scene where the dad pulls him aside and it's like you're a poor boy 
And we're rich. So you know what that means. <laughs> you know what that means. That was pretty messed up. I know. I feel like it's so cliche, but like, I don't know. Is that what it's like in real life? You know, I bet you in some families, I'm sure it's not everyone because, you know, the mom seemed cool. She was like, oh, it's, you know, I'm sure there's always, or like in Gilmore Girls, there's like Richard and Emily. You know how sometimes they differ on things or sometimes they don't and they're like, yeah, they're not good enough. I don't know. That's true. I feel like in Gilmore Girls, I always, this is, never mind, that's a tangent, but it is kind of like, like the Huntsburgers in Mm. Gilmore Girls kind of remind me of this family a little bit Mm. because it's like, you know how the Huntsburgers were like looking at the Gilmores Mm. as like inferior, even though they're both, they're on the same level, rich, yeah, but like the Huntsburgers are like richer Mm -hmm. and you know, like, like have like more of a legacy. <laughs> yeah, it's like that vibe. It's like yeah, they have a legacy. Whatever we don't know what it is though. Yeah, and I feel like this is true. It's like this dude, because like I don't know. Maybe I'm too analytical with this, or like I'm thinking in like 2022 brain. But I'm like, they're just landscapers, bro. Yeah. Why are you so threatened? <laughs> yeah, but maybe it is something like that, where it's just like we vacation on the Cape. You're the help. Yeah. I definitely sense that from the father, at least. I don't know. Wild. But, uh... They probably make good money landscaping on the Cape in the summers. Honestly, yeah. Probably do. But yeah, I don't know what else, to be honest. Um, I just know there was a lot of sad saxophone when they were fighting. It's true. It's pretty sad. It's, you know, they can't be together because he's poor. Yeah. What if he never makes the major leagues? I feel like is this the time when there's, like, a monologue? Jessica Biel's like, you gotta achieve your dreams. I know it. There is a monologue that she... Remember, she, like... There's a whole sequence where she, like... Like, in this movie, there's, like, times where she, like, shows him how to play baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When does she become, like, a pro baller? She turns her hat and turns... She flips it around, wears a baseball... A backwards baseball cap. And then does this trick, like, with her hands, like, smushing her hands together and... And then what little kicks with her knee. I don't know. It's like weird like twitches and like idiosyncrasies that he like picks up when he's on the field. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And then like she's like, you've got to you've got to live your dreams. And she's like whispering to him and, you know, like they have a moment where they're like, I don't know, probably like laying in the grass at night or something. And she's like, live your dreams. And then like kisses him and. I feel like this happens twice, so I feel like I'm, like, in a dream in this movie because, like, there's, I feel like a couple scenes where Jessica Biel is sitting with him and is, like, you gotta live your dreams. Yeah. That's how it, it's just, like, all of a sudden we're in this scene. Like, there is no, like, real transition into it. It's just, like, all of a sudden she's just, like, his guru. You hear, like, a saxophone <laughs> and you're, like, oh, I know there's gonna be another live your dreams speech. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so like Eric Van Lemer and Dale Robin are kicked off the team um, for their bad behavior, but also they burn down the press box. Um, and since Ryan has the freshest arm and the most rest, he's designated to start the final game. And Denley tells Ryan Tenley, tell that's such a weird name. Can we like? It's so I know I'm surprised we didn't mention. <laughs> why is her name Tenley? I don't know. She looks like a Tenley, though. She kind of does. It's kind of like a boyish, like, 
Like, I feel like her name could have been Ryan. That would have been cool. But yeah, like Tenley. Sure, her name's Tenley. Um, but Tenley tells Ryan that she's leaving for San Francisco for a job opportunity the following night, which is the game of the fine or the night of the final game. Um, which you know, it's kind of messed up. Oh yeah. Well, isn't it? Oh, you know what? Oh, this is when she's like, "Live your dreams." Yeah. Well, because he was like, "Oh, you know, I'll know. You know, you should go live your dreams too, or something, right? Isn't it? Because like, because the fa- the conversation he had with her father was like. He's like, she's, you know, doesn't need your influence or something or d- distractions. Yeah, like, she needs to be alone to decide or something some, like that. Some crap. I don't know. But she doesn't even <laughs> want to go to, like, San Francisco. But, like, her father wants her to go there. So that's kind of why she's going, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all a little murky because it's, like, br- like, brought on us really quick. Yeah. But, yeah, sh- this is when she, like, tells him... Like, tells Ryan to, like, be great, and they tearfully hug goodbye. Um, And then, inspired by Tenley's words of encouragement, Ryan pitches one of the best performances ever seen in the Cape League. And he dominates the game with a no-hitter, and his friends, and his dad, and his brother, and all the scouts are there, including the Philadelphia Phillies guy. Um, And then, late in the game, he notices that Tenley has stopped by on her way to the airport to watch him. No. No. And he proceeds to strike out the current batter, making his 11th strike out of the game, and looks back to see that Tenley is gone. No! It was just a mirage. <laughs> no! Um, and then Ryan rushed to the airport where he catches Tenley before she boards her plane, and they both profess their love for each other, and she agrees to forego her job in San Francisco and stay. Um, and Ryan's dad and brother soon arrive with the scout Alexander to tell him that his team won the game with a combined no-hitter. Um, Alexander offers Ryan a contract with the Phillies that will start him out at their minor league affiliate, and he accepts. Yay! Which, this is, like, post on 9-11 times. Oh. This is crazy, though, because they're not, like, in the airport. No, like they're not. Like, we're used to. They are, like, she's literally about to board this plane. Wait, you know what? Maybe sorry, maybe because they're rich, maybe they have a private plane. Because this is a little plane that she's, like, climbing into, basically. It's like when you see someone, li- like, doesn't it look like a private plane? It does, but maybe it's just a small, well, that doesn't make any sense. Because why, it's like flying from Cape Cod to San Francisco. Maybe it's, I know, that doesn't make sense. Maybe it's a tiny plane. Okay, like, you know if you're flying to someplace close. Yeah. Like, I've flown to D.C., Mm-hmm. Which, like, it's silly, but, like, yeah. it's been, like, the tiniest planes. You know, maybe it is like that. Like, and it's then, just her connecting flight. Yeah. It's not going to get you all the way to uh, San Francisco, but. But it'll get you to, like. Excuse me. It, yeah, it'll get you to Newark or LaGuardia or somewhere. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, okay, so before we get you know just into you know before we're just like roll credits the do you remember the scene like when he's on the mound and before he throws his pitch like before she gets there there's like a whole like montage of yes like just her in black and white and all the words she's whispered to him all the inspirational speeches and her it's just breathing it's just like <sighs> <laughs> and it's just Jessica Biel's, like, breath. 
It's wild. It's very wild. It is it is like a dream. That part is like a dream. Cause like, is she a mirage? That part makes me think it is because it's so bizarre. You're right. We can't we'd be remiss not to talk about <laughs> this movie is such like a standard, you know, like early aughts comedy. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they decide to get artistic with it, or like yes. artistic in air quotes. Cause it's like terribly like like MacBook photo booth, mm-hmm. black and white, like Chuck E. Cheese, like picture yeah. <laughs> black and white, and you, like the heavy breathing, right? And it's just like everything's in slow mo, and the only thing missing, I think, is like saxophone. That would have really yes. taken it over the edge. Sure. Like, see, maybe, maybe that's the genius of Summer Catch because what I'd expect is a montage of their fun times. Yeah. To, like, all the small things by Blink. You know, them, like, running in the rain and just, like, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. You know? Yeah. All the good, all the laughs on the mound <laughs> that he had with his boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, all the small things, but nah, they, like, went artistic with it. Yup. I kind of liked that, though. It was very strange, but it was beautiful, you know? <laughs> it was. I was like, Wow. Are you just in love with Jessica Biel's voice? Sorry to cut you off, but is this what it's all about, Brie? You know, yes. I I don't think I've really paid much attention to her voice before. Yeah. I mean, if Jessica Biel... Just think about it. If Jessica Biel said, you need to live your dreams. Like, if she said it to you, like, I don't know, and really meant it, don't you think you'd be like, you know what? You're right. I should. So, like, is Jessica Biel in Cameo? Because is this what you want for your birthday, Brie? Do you want me to, like... You have to get her to say, live your dreams. Yeah, what do you want Jessica Biel to say to you, Brie? I, I don't know. I think that's it. Just live your dreams. Whatever she I don't know what, she, what else she says to him. Well, wouldn't that be wild for one, if Jessica Biel was on Cameo? For two, if someone was just like, can you say that monologue from Summer Catch? <laughs> I'll pay you like three thousand dollars. Dang, Nikki, you would do that for my birthday? I would, and I can <laughs> confidently say that because Jessica Beale is not on cameo. I just looked it up. Wow, you just bribe her. Uh, but you know what, Brie? If she was, I'd do that for you. Oh, thanks. But I'd be like, bitch, I have the script. You better not fuck this up. <laughs> she says one word rule. You're like, ah, wrong answer. <laughs> Oh, wait. Hey, I found some of her famous quotes in this movie. Okay, so you have to do it in her voice, though. Oh, don't worry. I will. Well, for one, she goes, she says to him, why are you so scared? And he goes, scared of what? And she goes, of everything. Success, love. You say you love getting on that mound and playing baseball. Why would you ever settle for cutting grass? True, why? And then... What else does she say? Oh, well, she says, let yourself be great. (laughs) And if you want big rewards, you got to take big risks. Yeah. And she's always saying it in the night and the the camera's spinning around the two of them and they're just sitting in the grass. You know what I mean? About to kiss. It's just like she's always just like giving him these pep talks. I don't know. You're right. It's hot. You're right. See, I think in my mind, this movie, like, 
the whole time I was like, well, obviously this is like, he's not going to be a landscaper. No. Th- this is just because, you know, he has to work up. Yeah. But you know what? Jessica Biel's right. Don't mow grass. <laughs> Live uh, your dreams. Live your dreams. You know, it's really funny because, like, I'm looking up this movie and there's, like, warnings. It's, like, there's violent content. Crew. What? Yeah, it says Ryan shoves his dad out of the way in a fit of anger. <laughs> so violent. Uh, setting the building on fire on accident. That was violent, apparently. Um, a bad example for the youths. Yeah. Using the F word, eight S words. Wow. Ten uh, misuses of God's name. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this review, but it's like, it's a lot. Anyway. Wow. But the movie's not over, Brie. Oh, it's not? No. <laughs> so later, everyone gathers to watch Ryan in his Major League debut as a relief pitcher for the Phillies. And he delivers his first pitch to Ken Griffey Jr., remember that dude? Who launches it into the stands for a home run. Yay! And the crowd goes wild. Go, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, na 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 na. na, 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 na. That's happened, but I wish that wasn't even in the movie, just in the trailer. The trailer is so good. So I don't know, but the movie. Okay, so what are your thoughts then? Like, well, it has it all. Like, for a summer flick, yeah, they are in a pool. There's a pool. I love pools. Yeah. Uh, it has baseball. It's America. Yeah. Thongs. Thongs. <laughs> the silky early 2000s kind. Yes. I thought that, too. I'm like, I remember these underwear. I still have, I don't have the thongs, but I have some silky underwears. Do they still make those, like, silky thongs? I mean, like. It's definitely not skims. It's like anti-skims because they like you can see them under everything. They're like ruffled almost. Yeah. So yeah, it has thongs. It has butts. Mm-hmm. Um, it has fat jokes. It has <laughs> setting things on fire. Yes. Um, it has slut shaming. It has. <laughs> stars or people that would become stars or already 90s stars like matthew lillard and freddie prince jr yeah it kind of has it all it's the american dream and they get on that plane pre 9-11 without any checks and balances oh yeah they're really just running through that airport that would have been really boring if we saw them like take off their shoes they check like the bottles for like the three ounces or whatever nikki that would have really slowed down the plot and like the you know well see that would happen in a seth rogan movie mm. like in like 2009 true that's true that post 9-11 shit you I know can see that so i don't know it just it harkens back a time it does that i miss it was dumb and redundant <laughs> and i enjoyed every second of it same yeah my enjoyment would be at least a four out of five in just watching it for sure there was unnecessary sex yeah and no sex no just sex 
<laughs> no sex, just sex. What did you think of this movie, Brie? I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was cliche, but you're right. A lot of butts, a lot of thongs. Like, what more could you want for a summer flick? It was, like, light. It, I don't know. I'd watch it again. Same. It's, I feel like it's one of those, like, it's definitely, like, like a B kind of movie. But I think because of the actors, too, I just, I don't know. Freddie Prince Jr. is really charming. So is Jessica Biel. I love Brittany Murphy. Matthew Lillard is quirky and, you know, I like him and he has his his ways. He's Matthew Lillard. Yeah. How could you not, like, love his isms? Right? I don't know. And then I I, I still... What is this boy's name who plays Fez? Because Wilder Valderrama? Wilder Valderrama. There we go. His character was interesting. I feel like there's a lot unexplained with his story. You know what? Oh, yeah. Because he's, like, staying in this house. You know what I found out? Because I rewatched the beginning of the movie. That's It's just the lady's house that he's staying at. It has nothing to do with anyone. Because apparently people open their houses up for these kids that come from all over for this baseball competition. Oh. That's what it is. But it's such a quick moment that they explain that, that if you miss it, you're going to be very confused like we were because I was so confused this whole movie being like, what is going on with this seductive lady and why is he just in his room like afraid for his life? Yeah, which is played by what Beverly D'Angelo from oh, Vacation. Yeah. yeah, she was great. Looking like a smoke show. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is a terrible review because it would involve like time travel. <laughs> and do we have time turners? I think not, but... I would recommend this movie if you were a teenager in 2001 and it was a rainy day mm-hmm. and you'd already seen Legally Blonde and you'd already <laughs> seen the remake of Planet of the Apes and you were like, man, I just want to see Freddie Prince Jr.'s butt double. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But when will we see Freddie Prince Jr.'s butt? That's true. Well, he said he'd have to. We watched this, like, Hollywood.com interview before we recorded. Freddie Prince Jr. went on record and said he would be naked, or not naked. I don't want to misquote. He would show his bare butt if he was with Holly Berry. Yeah. So, (laughs) I feel like in this year of 2022, that could happen. It could. Let's put it out there to the universe. (laughs) Miracles happen. (laughs) Just like in Princess Diaries 2001. Yeah. All goes full circle. Right? But oh my god. Yeah, no, this movie was was a lot of fun. Yeah. So final thoughts. I'll let you take the floor. I feel like I've talked a lot. No. I'll give okay. this one up to you, Brie. Well, my final thoughts. I don't know. It just was a wild ride, but I loved every moment. I loved the unnecessary, like, just things happening in this movie. Like you said, it was a little redundant, but I don't know. I love just the thongs. I wish the thong song was in this movie. I don't think it came out yet, did it? Oh, it did. Did it? Was it about time? It should have been. Why didn't they play the thong song? I don't know. Perfect opportunity. Missed opportunity. Someone should have been in there in the the room, the writing room or the sound. I don't know who should who, write the song into the film. Should have wrote it into the film. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would have been a good one. But that's that's my only real critique. <laughs> is 
that I should have had the thong song. Yeah. I don't know. It was cute. I agree. Well, thank you so much for listening. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you'd like to write into the show with questions or movie club suggestions, you can email us at thelatetothepartypod at gmail.com. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.